Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Did you know that you could be an apostle one day? Not something maybe you've ever thought about much. Maybe you have been serving even as an apostle all along without realizing it. You thought there were 12 apostles, I bet. I'm thinking, I'm tracking with you right now in your head. Maybe, my, you know, 13 if you count Judas plus Matthias, right? I'm going to make a bold claim this morning. We are all called to be apostles, at least in the Greek sense of the word that is. See, we're not called just to be disciples, but we're formed as disciples to be sent. And that's what apostle really means, the one who is sent. See, today we get a snapshot of early discipleship, very early apostleship in Simon, Andrew, James, and John. Jesus calls them from their fishing, invites him to follow him and learn how to fish for people. They have a decision to make in that moment that Jesus confronts them. And in that moment, they decide to answer the call. And to become Jesus' followers, his disciples, and without realizing it, his apostles. And at the end of Matthew's gospel, they will be sent to the ends of the earth, baptizing, proclaiming the good news, and spreading that word about Jesus. You know, for Peter, he will end up in Rome, taking the message of God before people with great power, And his discipleship will prepare him to stand steadfast in this confession of faith he learns from Jesus. So much so 
that he will be crucified upside down because he feels he is not worthy to be crucified in the same way as Jesus. Now, legends tell us that Andrew traveled north, preaching what is in modern-day Turkey, even along the Black Sea as far north as Kiev, uh, present-day Kiev. He established churches in all these places, eventually being crucified as well on an X-shaped cross for proclaiming this good news about Jesus. Now, James, who we hear about, was also sent far to proclaim Jesus as Lord you know, legends tell us that he sailed as far away as Spain to proclaim the gospel and to establish churches. Who knows whether that happened or not. But what we do know is that he was returned to Jerusalem where he was killed by the sword by Herod Agrippa. And tradition holds that his body was either taken or appeared miraculously back on the shores of Spain, sparking the pilgrimage of Santiago de Compostela. Finally, the last disciple we meet today, John, the beloved disciple, is the only one of the twelve to die of old age. Tradition holds that he cared for Jesus' mother Mary until she was assumed into heaven and then went to Ephesus. He was banished to the island of Patmos where he received the heavenly vision that's written down as the book of Revelation. But more importantly, He trained both Ignatius of Antioch and Polycarp, who became the Bishop of Smyrna, and the teacher of the great theologian Irenaeus. I share all this legend and history because it's part of our story. The good news of Jesus, his message to repent and for the kingdom of heaven has come near, is only with us because of these early apostles, these early people named and unnamed who were sent to go and answer God's call to make disciples of all nations. Sometimes that can feel like so many millennia ago that it hardly feels like it could apply to you and to me. But as Lisa Mason, the rector of St. David, San Antonio, told me once, We're all formed as disciples to be sent as apostles. We're all formed as disciples to be sent as disciples. We follow Jesus, and in that following, in that discipleship, we come to realize that God is sending us somewhere for the sake of the good news. Those 12 apostles had important missions. They sacrificed their lives, the life that they thought they had, for the sake of goodness and truth. And we would not be here today if it weren't for them. And similarly, I think most of us have stories of the people who called us into discipleship, sharing with us the stories of the faith, sharing with us and shaping our character to be the people of God inspiring us to pursue the virtues of the kingdom of heaven. And I think whether you realize it or not, you have probably been sent to be a representative of this good news. Maybe you haven't been sent far. Maybe you have been sent to a workplace where the culture is so bloodthirsty or toxic that your prayerful presence radiates good news. I wonder, have you thought about that? Maybe you have been sent to a child who needs a steady rock to cling to, to bring hope, 
to bring us steadfast knowledge that God is love and love is present. Maybe you have been sent to shut-ins, to the elderly, to those who are in need of connection, of his presence to that community and body of Christ. Maybe you've been sent to a street corner, like some of us will be this afternoon, to carry the good news to the poor, to the homeless, to those who are in need of a message of hope. Maybe you've been sent into a prison to share the good news of healing and reconciliation and forgiveness with those who most need to hear it. Maybe you have been sent as far as the grocery store or the post office line. I wonder, do you realize you carry that good news within you wherever you go all the time? This treasure that we have been entrusted with isn't just for our own edification, our own personal development. This treasure, the stories of Jesus, the presence of God with us, is meant for nothing less than the life of the world. And that life comes to life through you. So take up this sacred responsibility. Think about the faithful women and men who formed you as disciples, grandparents, spouses, friends, camp counselors. Think about the arenas of your life that God might be calling you into. And pray that we might have the grace to make Jesus known in our time through our actions, and our lives offered up and poured out for the sake of the gospel. Because the gospel call is for you and for me. The kingdom of heaven is near. So let us shout it with the whole of our lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.